five, four, three, two, one. Yes, it is. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Uh, we got a rocky start today, but we'll get going. Of course we will. So, first off, let's go over here to this thing here. What happens when the kids are smarter than the parents? Which, you know, it's, it happened in my case. I think it's going to happen in almost every case, right? When the kids, my son is much smarter about welding than I am. The kids are going to specialize in some area that you're not expert on. But this is funnier than that. So Hooked on Phonics, uh, this is the first time they've tried a commercial with humor. And um, they look at the implications, there's a good word, of what happens if their children actually are hooked on phonics. <laughs> I spelled it funny. Pahonics? How, what, where, how do you get phonics out of that word? Pahonics. Anyway, literally hooked on phonics. So it starts out with the mother and dad confronting their daughter saying, we think you are hooked on phonics. And uh, she says, this is preposterous. <laughs> and then the mother pulls out a dictionary. We found this under your pillow. Oh, I'm just looking at the picture, she says. <laughs> anyway, we'll pick it up. We'll pick it up at the more at the middle because, you know, we only have so much time on this show, which isn't really true. We have as much time as I feel like. But let's get it. Let's get going. So here she is. This is great. That's not the point. The, the point is... When you're hooked on phonics, yes, you can read and spell better than most kids your age, but if you're too smart, you make people uncomfortable. Nietzsche said that sometimes people don't want to hear the truth because they don't want their illusions destroyed. Give me that. Nietzsche. It's Nietzsche. Nietzsche. I always thought Nietzsche was a pasta. It is. Nietzsche Carbonara. Nietzsche's a German philosopher. Everybody knows that. There has got to be some middle ground here. That's called a compromise. And compromise leads to resentment. So does using words that your parents don't understand. Okay, Hooked on Phonics only cost us a dollar to get started. And Hooked on Spelling comes with our subscription. So, how about this? You get to keep your Hooked on Phonics, but you can only use words that Dad... And I can understand. This is stupendous. Go put a dollar in the swear jar. Okay. With Hooked on Phonics, your child will learn to read in 30 days, whether you want them to or not. not. <laughs> what a great commercial. Your kids will learn. And, you know, we had we had our, our, our oldest in, in the public school, and they were teaching the CSAY method. And she basically couldn't read. And we bought a phonics, not really phonics, but it was like, you know, it was like cat, rat. It was the families, hat, bat, <laughs> CJ and run. It was the way we, we learned so we could at least understand it. And uh, we did it all summer, and she did great. And I really would like to, I think, the you know, this is gone to the world, but or lost to the world, but it's records. And I think I could figure out a way to convert it to something. <coughs> it would be a lot of work. Um, but it would really be fun to, to reach out and see who had the rights to it and see if there was a way to resurrect it. Because I think it was actually better than Hooked on Phonics. Uh, phonics, phonics are a funny thing. But anyway, that brings us to the next topic. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, let's see what we got here. That's the Hooked on Phonics. Okay. This was an interesting article by Rob Williams. And uh, 
<coughs> I don't subscribe to media posts because mostly I don't think about media much. But every now and then they have interesting articles. And this one was uh, one of those. It says that disinformation, I don't know, I was trying to figure out whether it was whether disinformation or misinformation. Misinformation sounds less malicious. Disinformation does sound like propaganda. Disinformation is a threat to our democracy or anybody's. You know, you can't make informed decisions if your government is based on the informed decisions of a general population and you got baloney being dumped on you, then you can't, it can't function. You can't function. <coughs> and 75% uh, of people agreed with that, that that is a threat. And I agree with that, too. It's a huge threat. Concerned about disinformation or exaggerated? Half the people said, no, they're not, they're not exaggerated. They disagreed with that. Okay, so, um, you know, and I don't know exactly is 2,200 adults. I don't know who they were surveying. Um, but, you know, that's, that is a good question. Who do you trust? You know, and when the, when the, uh, the internet came along and digital advertising all of a sudden, you know, it's only been 12 years, believe it or not, 12 years since digital was even measured. 2009, people started measuring the, the do Google, the, the ad spend for Google and other digital media. So it's not like it's, it's been around since the dawn of time or the beginning of advertising. But uh, what came out later was that the ad agencies who jumped on digital could make more than double the commissions because it was so novel and no one knew what it was. And so, whereas an ad agency, if they placed an ad on mass media, they placed a million dollar ad, they would get back $175,000 as a commission, um, like a travel agent would. And um, with digital though, they could cut a deal where they'd get $400,000. <laughs> Was it that much more work? No. And, you know, then in the middle, there were all kinds of intermediaries that were taking a slice. That's how Procter & Gamble could cut 45% of their digital ad spend and not see a, not see a shiver in their, in their general sales because there was no impact. So, anyway... We have a lot of disinformation in the marketing area. And um, so what I recommend is that you find a source with a wide variety of, of their own sources. Find somebody who, who looks at things a little differently. I'm not saying you should agree with them. In fact, it's probably better if you disagree. But find somebody, you know, every day I look at Australia news. I look at UK news, marketing news. I look at... Uh, I look at Asia some because they're, you know, well into their day. Um, and so you get at least some different perspectives here. And now let's go over to Craig Huey, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, he did. We flew him in one time to speak at the WDMA uh, long ago. And I remember when I was probably I was on the board because I sat at the head table with him <clears throat> and uh I got to meet him. He's from California and a long, long career, uh, does a lot of fundraising. Uh, so anyway, he says, if you paid 14 million for your Super Bowl ad, 
you better get an accountable response. And, you know, accountable is a f not the word that's used in the direct marketing definition, which is measurable, you know. And, of course, there's all kinds of ways to measure, right? Does your website get a few more hits? You know, does uh, when you go out and interview people the next day, do they remember your Super Bowl commercial? Now, frankly, by now, I can't remember any Super Bowl commercial, and maybe that's just me. <laughs> but, you know, I'd love to hear from you. And if you remember, if, if, if you think one of the commercials are particularly memorable, um, but if you're like me, the one you remember is the, uh, the Coinbase one. And uh, so they spent $14 million and they had a clear call to action, right? Uh, Craig says, most Super Bowl ads failed. They tried humor, surprise, and other image advertising techniques. But the fact is, if you only see it once, you know, it just doesn't have a chance to get in your head, right? It goes by. It's like driving down the freeway. You know, you can see a billboard, but unless you see it a few times, it's not going to get in inside your head. Our, our, our brain and our senses are expertly good at filtering out uh, the stimulus around us. That's what Jordan Peterson says. He says, when I'm speaking, I can, I can look at a person and I can see the expression on a person on each side. Maybe I can see that there is a person on the other side of those, but that's about as far as I can really perceive my audience in a, uh, in a direct visual way. I think that's probably right. <laughs> Our, our senses are better at excluding sense, sensory input than including it, okay? But not Coinbase. Coinbase, the largest crypto coin company in the world. I don't know if that's true. Um, but it was its goal was to create an ad that, that was not to create an ad that everyone forgets a week later, but to generate leads and to motivate current investors. So uh, it was so successful, it moved to the Apple Store, to the number two download. It apparently melted its own servers down a little bit because they got 20 million downloads. Um, so you got a $15 Bitcoin if you had not been a subscriber. I was, and so I didn't even realize there was a... And this is one of the flaws that, that Craig points out. If you don't already have an account, with you got, you got some Bitcoin or some crypto. I'm not sure it was Bitcoin per se. But anyway... 20 million responses happened in the first minute, okay? And he said, I would have tested a QR code call to action with some direct response copy that sparks the curiosity but highlights the powerful, generous offer. I would have also left the QR code alone and not moved it. So I would have had headline, headline, headline coming up. I would have said, you know, Coinbase, the world's leading crypto merchant something and i would have said get $15 of crypto coin just for clicking this qr code if you already have an account get entered in the drawing for a million in bitcoin put that up on the screen there was no reason not to they had a perfectly clear black screen and they had plenty of room for the qr code but here's the part that we really love here's why we love craig huey Okay. I believe my approach would have done better, but only testing would tell. And that's one of the downsides of Super Bowl ads. You know, you don't want to pre-test them too much because the word will get out and, and you'll lose the surprise impact. 
But in this case, I think they could have done it. I think they could have done it very, very effectively in uh, in some either regional markets or uh, or something. There's a way to do it. I mean, there had to be a way to do it. Uh, and maybe you do it in digital where nobody sees it. That would be an option. Uh, or maybe you test parts of it. Test a QR code for something else and with, with headline and without. And, and at least establish the the hypothesis that people are capable of doing of both reading the headlines and seeing the QR code, which I think would have worked. Okay, I believe my approach would have done better, but only testing will tell. The marketplace is always right, and that's the one of the big differences between direct marketing and everything else is that we we figure out a way to let the marketplace tell us what works, rather than hypothetical. Uh, Zoom meetings where we decide what the what the market wants and we decide what our consumers are like and we create personas and we do all this other stuff. Rather than spending too much time on that, we actually figure out a way to do the creative, to do the offer test, to do the market test, and that's how it works. So if you're suspicious that your marketing isn't getting its bang for the buck, maybe you did a Super Bowl commercial, and I've worked with, I don't know, 25 of the Fortune 100. Um, plenty of experience at that end of the spectrum. But uh, I've also worked with plenty of companies that are 5 million or less. Uh, so if you suspect your marketing isn't pulling its weight and you'd like a way to figure it out, maybe you're a CFO or a CEO, give me a call. My number's on LinkedIn or you can send me a note there. I connect with basically everybody. Um, which gets me a lot of spam messages. But, you know, if you're the CEO of a major corporation, uh, I'll connect with you. I'd be happy to. I have a running conversation with with uh, <laughs> the CEO of Red Lobster. I got to call him up because we started fasting today, but we can still eat shellfish. So anyway, have a great day. Like and share. Give me a call. Join the WDMA. Get over there, WDMA.org. We're getting more and more members. It's getting really exciting. and. Uh, and test it. Bye-bye.